This is HeartWise, offering practical tips and time-proven guidelines to make your life healthier, happier, and more fulfilling. Today you'll learn simple, Bible-based principles for building and maintaining optimum mental and physical health, all while deepening your relationship with your Creator. I'm your HeartWise host, Charles Mills. Sometimes you just got to go home again. Home to familiar hills and valleys. Home to friends and family. Home to your roots. That doesn't mean you have to leave behind excellent sources of information and guidance when it comes to healthy living. Most communities boast individuals who have spent their lives learning the ways of nature and how God has provided for our needs, sometimes even at our doorsteps. I'm proud to say that I have one such individual with us today. She's from my home community of Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, and has agreed to share with us some of the things she's learned at the grassroots level when it comes to health and well-being. She teaches classes on the subject and, most important of all, walks the talk. Her name is Kathleen Braun, but her friends just call her Cat. Cat, welcome to HeartWise. Thank you, Charles. Now, what got you into this line of service to the community? Why health and why here? Well, I was fortunate to be raised by God-fearing Christian parents Mm -hmm. who lived through the Great Depression and learned to be very self-sufficient, including raising much of our own food in a backyard garden, which I've always done. So that part has remained constant, and I've lived in the Berkeley Springs area for 20 years now. So a lot of that just continued from, from what my parents began. Like many people, when I came to make my own way, I adopted modern habits that suited my work schedule, um, including mm, not very wise food choices occasionally. (laughs) And at that time, organic food wasn't really a common sight in grocery stores. Herbalism wasn't as in demand or recognized as it is now. Farmers' markets weren't so plentiful. So little by little um, experience, and the Lord has taken me back to where I should be. (laughs) Now, what did you notice changed in you as you moved away from basically the standard American diet, which has lots of sugars and fats and oils and whatnot in it, as you moved away from that convenience to, well, I don't know if I even want to say inconvenient, because it really isn't, when you moved to the more organic, the more natural ways of, of eating and living, did you notice any difference in you or your family? Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, the standard American diet, or the SAD, as we call it, took some of its own toll on my husband and myself, and slowly, bad things happened. Um, My husband contracted gout, and there were certain foods that made him sick, and we gained weight, both of us. (laughs) So it was sort of a very slow decline over time. Mm. And I would periodically use things to help to remedy certain things. And slowly, I began to realize, this is really the way to go. Why am I not focusing on this? And food, food choices were a great part of that, um, with food choices. And, and basically tailoring our choices, we were able to address many issues head on. Mm. Now, you mentioned something during a conversation that you and I had outside of our community garden market here, a health food store here in, in Berkeley Springs. You used to work there, is that right? Yes, I did. Okay. We were talking, and you said something that caught my attention, and I said, I've got to share this with my listener. You said that when a person changes his or her diet, it's very possible that he or she goes through the stages of grief. (laughs) Make that connection for us. How is changing a diet like losing a friend? 
Well, when I first began to teach, I was asked how I could possibly eat the way I do. Yes. How do I avoid processed foods? How do I know what to avoid? Yes. How do I afford to eat organically? Mm-hmm. So as I was being asked these things, I developed and began to teach a class to help others make wide food choices and actually implement those choices. There are, is so much information out there, it's staggering. And to help folks understand the dangers of our current food systems, I like to recommend movies. They're a fun way to learn, and I actually begin that particular class with Food Inc., Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I require everybody to watch together, even if they've seen it before. It was produced in 2008, but it's even more relevant today. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, when, uh, before that, when I found it difficult to watch this film with my husband, I found myself alternating between denial, even at the stage I was in. It can't really be that bad. Right. And such anger that I would turn the movie off. <laughs> it likely took my husband and I a half dozen times to watch the entire film. <laughs> And when I used that in class, I immediately noticed the same sort of response in my students. And I had to find ways to distract them from the main message and soften their intense emotional response so that we could begin rational discussion on how to fix that. As we know, people don't go through the classic five stages of grief all in the same order, and sometimes we'll go through several stages and then we'll revert back to a stage. And so recognizing that in myself and my husband and my students, I decided that it was best to bring that to the forefront. And as we relate to learning about the current state of our food system, we all seem to go through this, you know, denial. It certainly can't be that bad. People eat this stuff every day. (laughs) Then anger, we've been and are being lied to. There's a lot of our choices that are purely monetarily driven. What is this drunk that they've been feeding to us? And then you go through the bargaining. Well, maybe I can still do this if I just stop doing that. And then potentially the depression. It is that bad. In fact, this is terrible. And at this point, oftentimes, people just throw in the towel. They say, okay, you know what? People have lived with this for generations. I can't do it. I'll do the best I can, and then they don't actively pursue better. But if we come to acceptance, it is that bad, and I need to do something in my own life to fix this, oftentimes that's when they get swamped with with information, with disinformation, with no knowledge about the choices that there are and why they should be going in a particular direction. And that's what I've been trying to help people get past so that you can embrace it and make an adventure out of, out of food, healing choices. You know, the Lord gave us everything we need here to live a fruitful, wonderful life. Right. And we have to weed through, um, <laughs> we have to weed through the evil influences. Mm-hmm. You know, Kat, as you're, as you're talking about this, this is so true and so common. I'm seeing this too, that, that people will get mad at me for trying to get them healthy. They'll, 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 they'll be disappointed. They'll, they'll feel guilty. They're, they go through all these things here. When you finally bought it, when you finally accepted it and you moved on, did that take a long time? Do you still wish you were back where you were before? <laughs> or did you let go of it and just let God? How'd that happen? Oh, it was not an immediate thing, uh-huh. but it wasn't as long as you think it would be. It was actually, I like to think of it as a progressive revelation. Mm. More and more, I realized that the way my parents decided to garden 
was God's way. Mm. When other people were choosing, basically at the time, the advent of home fertilizers, my parents were studying compost piles. (laughs) We used to have a huge steaming pile in our backyard. (laughs) And the more I learned, the more exciting it became. At first, it was a little difficult, I have to admit, thinking, oh, I can't go out and eat with my friends. Well, maybe I can. Maybe I'll choose something better. Mm -hmm. And the more I learned, the less I wanted to participate in bad choices. Mm -hmm. And now my friends joke about me, but many of them come and ask questions. They love to eat at my house. They basically understand it's a learning experience. It's all an adventure. And the more you learn, the more you can incorporate wonderful, fun things wild eating, ethnic foods. It's just a progressive adventure. Now, you and I live in what a lot of people would call almost heaven here in West Virginia, and this is a a gorgeous state with all kinds of gorgeous people and and gorgeous landscapes and whatnot. How about the person who lives in downtown Manhattan? This, This person lives in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia or Los Angeles, and they haven't seen a tree for decades. What do we do for these people who want to follow what you have to say, but they don't live in the environment that we live in? Oh, they don't live in the environment we do, but they live in the world that we do. Mm. And more and more nowadays, there are farmer's markets, even in the heart of the city. Even in the heart of the city, there are farms that pop up to feed local people. There are gourmet little natural food markets. And in class, I basically teach folks that part of the progress is to stop, take stock of what you're doing, identify your worst habits, And then one by one, seek to eliminate them. And you do that by not only stopping what you're doing, but replacing them with fun, different alternatives. You learn so much more. You're exposed to all sorts of different foods. And there's no reason that anyone can't do that. Stop and look at the basis of your own diet. Identify the oils you choose and the sweeteners you choose to use and the additives in your own food. For example, are you eating large amounts of high fructose corn syrup because twice a week you indulge in processed foods that contain that? And then look into the dangers of HFCS because there are many. And little by little, you can tailor what you're doing and it gets better and better. And the better you get, the better you feel, the more excited you are about it, and the more you seek to learn. And as I said, there are movies, there are books, there are farmer's markets, and more and more there are people like myself who practice it and who are happy to share the information. Very good, very good. Kathleen Braun is our guest today. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, Kat, I want to talk about a a topic that I hear about a lot, of course, and that is the idea of organic foods versus conventional food. What's the good, the bad, the ugly on that? And we'll learn more about this when we continue our conversation with Kat on our return, so everybody stay right where you are. I'm Dr. James Markham with your Biblical Prescription for Life. A patient recently asked me, my dad had an unexpected heart attack at age 42 and died suddenly. What can I do to lower the risk? Well, the Biblical Prescription for Life is found in Matthew 11:28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, worship me if you're under stress, and I will give you rest. 
a gift of rest to cut down the stressors that might precipitate a heart attack. Well, these are biblical prescriptions for life. Scientists have shown that when we lower stress levels, we're going to lower the risk of having a heart attack. And we can do that when we worship and we accept this gift of rest. That is your biblical prescription for life. Worship and rest lower your risk of heart attack. To learn more, go to our website, heartwiseministries.org. Heartwise with Charles Mills is brought to you by supporters of Heartwise Ministries. We are so grateful to be able to follow Christ's example of caring for others' physical needs and then encouraging them to experience a restorative relationship with our Heavenly Father. God intended for life on earth to be immeasurably better than the world we live in today, and He wants to restore His vision for this world one heart at a time. Consider becoming a HeartWise partner and help others catch the vision of what Christ wants to do in their hearts today by visiting us online at heartwiseministries.org. back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. Our guest today is Kathleen Braun, better known by her friends as Kat. She is a grassroots instructor. She talks to people right here in my hometown of Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, about healthy living. She has, she has taken the journey herself. She has gone through the stages of grief that she mentioned in the first part of the program. When you, when you switch over from that uh, standard American diet to the diet that is actually healing in nature, one of the steps along that way uh, is you're, you're going you're gonna to come up against this organic versus conventional. Now, Kat, I've been out to our, our local food lion here, and they're getting more and more organic foods in. It seems the message is getting through. What message is that? What are we telling the world that is so wonderful about organic, and what are we saying that may not be so much in our best interest when it comes to conventional foods? Wow, what a topic. (laughs) First, Charles, I should tell you, one of the things that I encourage my students to do in a fun way is go into your local grocery, and if they don't stock organic foods, go to the customer service section and ask them, Mm. where's your organic? Well, you must have done that here. That worked. (laughs) And you keep doing it, and keep doing it every time you go. (laughs) And what happens is, after a while, the people who are purchasers hear it, and they think, well, there is a demand for this. And the more of your friends that you get to do it, the faster you will see that organic section grow and the more comprehensively. Unfortunately, today, if you research, you have to be very discerning. A great many sources today will relate the benefits of organic and say they are either slight, debatable, or strictly for the environment. However, I can cite so very many major and specific quantifiable health benefits, it almost boggles the mind. In class, I relate a lot of personal experience, but for our purposes, I can cite some specific sources. Overall, organic foods average approximately 30% higher in cost than conventionally produced food, at which point you have to figure, "Mm, how much is your health worth? A 2008 study jointly produced by the Organic Center, the University of Florida Department of Horticulture, and Washington State University, provided evidence that organic foods contain, on average, 25% higher concentrations of 11 nutrients than their conventionally produced counterparts. One of my favorites, the Journal of Pediatric Medicine reported in 2010 
that rates of childhood ADHD go through the roof when children do not eat organic foods. Reason enough, I believe, for parents to consider feeding their children organic foods or seeking them as a route to helping existing problems. I know through personal experience that as you better your diet, everything just gets better and better. Mm -hmm. There is a list that is put out by a group, the Environmental Working Group, ewg.org, and they list what they call the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15, which are foods that if you're not going to buy them organic, the Dirty Dozen are the worst, (laughs) and the Clean 15 are the best. They're generally fruits and vegetables that have a hard skin. They don't absorb as many pesticides, so the residue is much less for things like that. So we have many, many resources from reputable places that can be helpful. Basically, If you read through, there are so many sources that will tell you, according to the Mayo Clinic, there is a growing body of evidence, the way it's worded, some potential health benefits of organic foods compared with conventionally grown foods. But the benefits include small to moderate increases in nutrients, higher levels of omega-3s, significantly lower toxic metal accumulation, Basically, organically grown produce has lower detectable levels of pesticide residue, higher occurrence of antibiotic-resistant bacteria, and it only follows that if these benefits are even small, the cumulative benefits could be extraordinary. Yes, yes, yes. very good. You know, I, I love going down here to our farmer's market, and I just want to tell our listeners, sometimes if you go to a farmer's market and it doesn't say organic on it, why don't you just ask the vendor, are these organically grown? Because they can't advertise organic unless it has gone that USDA type thing, and that's a bunch of loops to run through. But a lot of farmers are not using pesticides, they're not using chemicals, and they're making these foods available that they can't label. Am I on the right track by saying that? Absolutely, absolutely. We have several vendors at our own farmer's market who apply organic practices across the board, but they are not able to make those claims because they're not certified organic. However, many will advertise hormone and pesticide-free. Anyone who's ever reaped the black gold that results from composting, having seen what worms and healthy bacteria can do to manure and vegetable scraps, would never (laughs) question the wisdom of the organic way. It's absolutely no wonder that a healthier food product and environment would be the result. And farmers being hands-on are the first to recognize this. It's a lot more work-intensive, which basically is responsible and explains to us why sometimes the pricing is more. Mm -hmm. However, you get what you pay for. (laughs) You know, I walked up to one vendor down there, Kat, and I said, "Uh, is this organically grown? He didn't say a word. He just picked up a little head of lettuce, and he turned one of the leaves, and there were tiny little holes in that (laughs) leaf. And I said, okay, that's good, which means the bugs got on there. The bugs were not killed by pesticides. The bugs liked it. That means I'm going to like it, too. Absolutely. (laughs) That's where I bought my produce, right there from that gentleman. Absolutely. The gentleman I used to work under at at our local natural foods market used to say to me, good heavens, if the bugs don't want it, I certainly don't. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Our guest today is Kathleen Braun better known as Kat, and we're talking about grassroots health. She is an instructor here uh, about how to live healthfully right here in Berkeley Springs, and she and I both want to invite you to look for in your community those types of individuals who, like Kathleen Braun, have gained this knowledge, have done the research, and can help you through. They might even teach classes like she does here. Now, 
when we were talking outside of the the health food store the other day, Kathleen, you mentioned that there are a lot of helpful things in nature sometimes at our doorstep, and then you showed me a small scar near your hand. Why did why did you show that to me? Show that with our listeners. Oh my. Um I was bitten by a poisonous snake in my barn a few years back, and knowing that it was likely not going to kill me, just extremely painful yes. and somewhat toxic, yes. a friend of mine said, oh, did, you, did you run to the hospital or call your husband? I said, I ran to my garden and <laughs> started pulling up plants. I've been a, a practicing herbalist for quite a number of years and worked intensely with our local herbalist, who uh-huh. is a wonderful woman who's very knowledgeable. And so I recognize many plants that are drawing. They have antibacterial and neutralizing properties. And um, so I basically am running around my garden, stuffing them in my mouth, chewing to make yes. a poultice. And I wrapped my hand and changed the poultice for a number of weeks, and it progressively pulled everything out. It's something that we do for bee stings. Uh, I keep bees and have a number of friends who are very accomplished beekeepers. And there are plants that grow at our feet that just surround us and people don't realize. I like to use dandelions as an example. If you go to a five-star restaurant and order a baby green salad, oftentimes you can pick through and you'll see dandelion greens. Mm Dandelions are full of potassium, vitamins, and minerals, and they are slightly bitter when they're young, not much. Mm -hmm. So they're tasty, and they actually add some depth to your salad. But they also, bitter is a property in medicine that stimulates digestion, among other things. Mm -hmm. So it's very good to get get your juices flowing so that your meal has a better effect. <laughs> and, and many things like that grow around us. In the class that I teach, I generally choose the top three that are recognizable basically at your feet. And people could use every day for a variety of things, and it's just knowledge that has been lost. That's one of those things that as you learn about foods, incorporating growing food yourself, even if it's just a tomato plant in a pot on your deck, mm-hmm. and learning a little bit about the, what people call weeds at your feet, yes. and basically expanding your knowledge of all those kinds of things, and herbal knowledge. Plants have wonderful, wonderful healing properties, as you know, not only as food, but as medicine. But then if you consider that those very same foods that are considered medicine are often foods, yes. we should be ingesting them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Kathleen, I have had such a good time talking with you today on these topics, and it's it's very hopeful that no matter where you are, listener, no matter what environment you live in, there is wonderful healing available at your at your local grocery store or at your farmer's market or, or a local farmer. Go talk to a local farmer. They love to talk about this. I know I've interviewed farmers here in this local area, and they love the fact that they are providing healing foods for the community, and they'll be very happy to share with you what they know. And if you can find someone like Kathleen Braun in your area, someone who is an herbalist or someone who is a natural remedies person or, or an organic cook or someone who has classes that can teach you how to live in harmony with this world and what God has created, you will be the better for it and so will your family. Kathleen Braun, Kat, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate your words of wisdom and guidance. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Kathleen Braun inviting you to remain heartwise. Goodbye, everyone.
Thank you for joining us today on HeartWise. If you'd like more information on how to build and maintain optimum physical, mental, and spiritual health, log on to heartwiseministries.org. HeartWise is a listener-supported program, and your partnership with us would be greatly appreciated. Once again, our web address is heartwiseministries.org. Ministries.org.